the first law of Ivanova's hair. Doesn't make any sense. Do the IMDb corner because oh, good grief. Look, do you know what it's like when telepaths make love? You and I being of firm New England stock understand yes. what it means to be emotionally bound up. This might be my adult brain. Look at you being all judgy. Don't call it a comeback. We've been here for years. I generally want uh, less Jack the Ripper. I should probably just cut all of this. The dutiful master of horse. Brain, brain, what is brain? Oh, I'm sorry. Suck it, DS9. I'm full of tinier vorlons! Cougar for Cocoa Puffs. Don't step to me with Bionic Bigfoot, man. I think I've had enough of you. I shall sail into the west and remain Garibaldi. What's she gonna look like with a chimney on her? Episode 105, Darkness Ascending, and All My Dreams Torn Asunder. In which Centauri involvement in the attacks on Alliance ships comes to light, and the consequences of Garibaldi's addiction build. Coming to you live from the plague ship Marie Celeste. This is the name of the pod, your Babylon 5 podcast, <clears throat> where we talk about the enduring cultural legacy of the 1990s show Babylon 5 and try not to be subsumed by our seasonal colds. I am one of your hosts, Chris Tatro, and joining me, as always, holding on barely to the edge of, uh, of health and sanity. John Cassidy. Yeah. Yes, my good friend. Uh, yeah, we're both... Uh, we're both on the Mary Celeste. Uh, you know, folks, if this sounds even loopier than our normal, uh, yeah. I'm going to cough it up to NyQuil and, uh, you know, and have done. Um, yeah. Yeah. My, yeah, my body is about, is about 80% Sudafed at this point. And, yeah. uh, and it's not even the good stuff. So what oh, are you going to do? It's off-brand Sudafed. Yeah. It's yeah. off-brand. And it's, they don't make the good. They don't give you the good stuff anymore. You know? Right. They took out all the, the fun things. Right. Uh, you, I, I have I have an image of Homer Simpson stirring more butter into his homemade Prozac. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Classic moment. Yeah. <clears throat> That's certainly what I feel like I need. Yeah. Uh, but our dedication to you, our our loyal listeners, uh, will not allow us to uh to slack off and and not deliver premium content that's right uh, despite our our failing physical bodies here right right you know if if i had been introducing this i might have gone with something like coming to you live from the fifth season of babylon 5 we've been waiting 17 episodes for this uh, right that is all this is true. good stuff this yeah yeah these these <clears throat> two and we're, we're gonna you know, we got a double header today. We're yeah, going to talk yeah. about the two episodes here. We've got darkness ascending. We've got all my dreams and all my dreams torn asunder. And right. uh, these were this is this is the Babylon Five that we know and love. That's right. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you know, folks, we're doing essentially the next these two and the next two form a four episode, very tight Babylon Five uh, prestige television. Mm-hmm serialized program you can't do four episodes in one and yeah uh the the narrative is so tight we thought well let's let's combine it this way uh so we got a twofer and then we've got another twofer and then back to one-offs right right both of these episodes are among the very best of this season easily yeah easily of this season and they, they i think they would stand up against some of the some of the, the the better, maybe not the peak, but some of the better episodes of of three and seasons three and four as for well. For sure, for sure. Um, uh-huh. You know, we've got a lot of uh, a lot of building plot, a lot of great character moments. Yep. Um, I think the direction and the acting is is very solid in yep. both of these. Yeah. Um, there's really 
there's there's very there's very little to complain about, um, which doesn't mean we won't complain. We'll, well find no. something. Gosh oh, absolutely. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, and let's get that out of the way right off the top. Let's uh, let's turn to our favorite uh, our favorite complaining target of the uh, of the season, and that would be Delenn. Oh, Delenn. God bless. Right. Yeah. You know her her conversation with Sheridan, where even he sort of stops at one point and says, "Why am I getting defensive? You're right. the one that did something wrong." Right. It's it's it it's such the classic. <sighs> kind of manipulative relationship. Yes. Where, you know, where you, I, I don't want to talk about the thing that I did wrong, so I'm just going to totally judo it back on you. Right. I. Right. Yeah. She no. is a gaslighter of, of, <laughs> yeah. of, of prodigious powers. Absolutely. Right. Um, Absolutely. My, uh, my argument a few episodes back that, um, that she's Barry Allen. She's worse. <laughs> she's even yes. worse. Because yeah. she, in some respects, knows what she's doing and does it anyway. She makes yeah. me crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Barry's at least dumb. But she's she's smart and, and manipulative and... Uh, and... I don't know. I, I my, my memory from watching the show 20-odd years ago now... Right, right. Was, ...was of a much more kind of gentle and spiritual Delenn. Maybe I'm just more cynical in my old age. Um, and I think she's presented that way. I think that we're expected to take her as this, as the spiritual leader, as the uh, you know, above reproach. But, you know, the, her individual actions don't add up to that. Right. I think that what you're remembering is sort of a season one Delenn. Yeah. Who's sort of like a figure of alien mystery. Right. right? And that mystique gets so established in your your read of the character mm-hmm. that when she's behaving with this manipulative, deceptive duplicitousness, you don't hold her to the same standard. Uh, you, one. One yeah. does not hold her to the same standard that we have no trouble holding Londo to. Right. And certainly from the perspective of self-serving lies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. We could go back and count, but, you know, it's it's either it's either Delenn by a nose or it's Londo by a nose. Yeah. In the, you know, lies, lies, and lies department. True. True. Um, I, I don't know who's, who's ahead in that one. And I wonder, and, you know, you're pointing out that, that the season one Delenn sort of has that very different air about her. Yes. Is the message here, whether intentional or unintentional from Straczynski, that her deceitfulness comes from her human part oh okay no here's what i think about that yeah it's always there okay Okay. our human part reads it as lies in seasons two three four and five but reads it as alien mystery tm Uh, right yeah 
No, yeah. before we know her. Okay. And you know, the when she's got the full makeup on, she 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 act, you know, uh, Amira Furland acts <clears throat> with a little bit more of that alien mystique. Right. But right. when she is enacting humanity, you'll remember in season two where she had all of these sort of emotional regulation problems. Yeah. Right. Well, she is settled into a human mimbar hybrid kind of mode. And what that's done is simply bring forward a tendency to gaslight, mm. tell stories, uh, make decisions on your behalf. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, she's the worst. You will get no argument from me on that. But, you know, I think your observations are are are, are spot on there. Or at least defensible, maybe. I mean, I'll, well, I'll, sure. I'll take that. Sure, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give you that much, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, she just... Yeah, and when she says... And when she... she when Lanier comes back and she says, you know, I should... I should be very upset with you for disobeying a direct order. Right. Oh, please. Oh, pot, kettle on the yeah. line, right? Yeah. yeah. You have the unmitigated cheek to even say that? This is the point about Delenn, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how self-aware she is. Really. Yeah. What we see is either... Uh... She has no wisdom, no sense of herself, or she's a she's a character of the early 21st century. Mm-hmm. She's prescient. Right. Yeah, creating her own creating her own reality narrative as she goes. Imagine I I, get, I can't believe I have to continue to reinforce a perspective you took that I thought was insane. But put that character in Shonda Rhimes' hands? <laughs> oh, my God. Nothing will ever give me as much joy as the psychic damage that that does to you. On it's so, basis. it's just so, I, I just, I am so leaning into it now. <laughs> right? Uh, because it would be wild. So, yeah, yeah she's, she's the worst. Yeah. Oh wait, no. Maybe she's not oh, the worst. Oh yeah, you know, you know. I think I think I see where you're going with this. Yeah, Michael Garibaldi is Michael the worst. Michael Garibaldi. Okay. Yeah. Michael Garibaldi. Okay. Delenn lies to everyone else. Michael Garibaldi primarily lies to himself. Well, he's lying to everybody else at the same time. Oh, I can control this. I've I've got this on, you know, I've got this handled, you know, it's only a couple of drinks. Right. Delenn's lies of tries, constant... go. Yeah. Even when Zach tries to call him out on it. You know, uh, he again, Garibaldi, you know, maybe he learned from Delenn, you know, pivots that around and and eventually ends up getting Zach to not rat him out. Right. Delenn's lies of consequence are lies to other people. Mm-hmm. The damage Delenn does is never to herself. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Michael Garibaldi's yeah. lies, at least up until now, yeah. have primarily damaged him. 
Now, of course, they're right. damn. Now, of course, the whole of the alliance's uh, foreign policy mm-hmm. is now resting on the back of a out of control drug addict mm-hmm. whose out of controlness is unknown to officers who would immediately strip him of authority if they knew. Right. So right. shame on Zach Allen. Well, yeah. Yeah. Not Lise, because she's a personal yeah. contact, right? But And and she tries to she tries to hold his feet to the fire. I think she's more successful at it than you know than Zach certainly is. Uh but I mean we've we've seen we've talked about it before, you know, Zach will will fall for any kind of you know, charismatic authority figure that, that yeah. looks his way twice. Yeah. Um, and isn't named Bester. So Right, right. So yeah, you know, his his friend, his boss, the guy who gave him a chance, you know, says, I've got I can I can pull this together. I'm gonna be okay. I can you know, don't don't he he has that kind of personal allegiance that he's not gonna he's not gonna at least yet uh even even in the face of the whole disaster with the white star fleet not getting to the attack uh, right which which zach is in the room he knows that it was garibaldi's call and correct promised to do that correct but yeah michael is is you know rapidly rapidly circling the drain here and his his lies his problem they're causing much more widespread uh, disasters whereas i think delenn just focuses on the kind of personal uh, right on the personal disasters on on inflicting you know i'm gonna lie to you and i'm not gonna tell you about your your dead wife that i think may still be alive well that's not gonna have you know that's not gonna have larger scale implications right it's much more personal right uh, damage like you yeah. said yeah i mean what's 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 especially painful about this from my perspective to watch is if you read JMS's biography or autobiography, uh, memoir, mm-hmm. Becoming Superman, he talks about the fact that in the fifth season, both uh, Jerry Doyle and Jeff Conaway were personally going off the rails yeah. in terms of their own behavior. And... Mm-hmm. While I don't think the Jerry Doyle uh, narrative is as clear, certainly this is this is basically Jeff Conaway's last kind of legitimate job, and yeah. all the rest of them are sort of disgusting, exploitative reality shows mm-hmm. that make that make television off of the fact that Jeff Conaway's life was coming apart. Right. So Jeff Conaway's character is giving. Michael uh, Jerry Doyle's character, the business, yeah. about behavior that both actors are actively engaged in while they're doing this part. Which, and I can't remember if if it's in Becoming Superman directly, but you gotta you gotta imagine that JMS wrote that scene, maybe to try to break through to both of them. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, and um, didn't seem to help, you know, in the long run, but. Uh, no, it does not. Well, clearly, no. Um, no. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't know that the 
that drinking or what have you did in Jerry Doyle, but it certainly did mm-hmm. do in, uh, you know, Jeff Conaway. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Who I always thought was very fine, capable character actor. Yeah, I mean, I'm not familiar with him from anything other than... Well, what, Grease, Taxi, Babylon 5. See, I never watched Taxi. Um, yeah. And I haven't... I mean, I've seen Grease. I think I think I watched Grease a couple of uh, a couple of times when it first came onto the movie channel or uh, or HBO or whatever the when we very first got it back when we had those those cable boxes with the 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 sort of tab at the top that you would like kerchunk to one right. side or the other. Yep, yeah. yep. So that that's that's when I last saw Grease. So yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I I didn't you know for example uh, display my 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 love and knowledge of uh, of Greece on say a, a network game show like someone else <clears throat> just as you say just you're going to take say. that out of the show notes if i put it in aren't you no no if you could find it put it in um yeah i'll i'll go up against anyone yeah. um both uh both Jerry Doyle and Jeff Conaway uh died at age 60 oh um which you know but but i mean to to the to the point delenn and her her continuing to work a behind behind the scenes kind of agenda mm-hmm. certainly drives alliance policy shaping how sheridan <coughs> Uh, conducts his presidency mm-hmm. and Garibaldi's in inability to to manage his personal demons is creating events on the ground that are also shaping to the to the to the Sheridan right. presidency in ways that are very very disturbing right Right. Um, Sheridan is not this incompetent. Uh, as a leader, yeah, no, not this, yeah, right, yeah. and uh, and and his administration to an objective outside mm-hmm. agent. You know, if they brought the press back in, right, it it looks not quite Keystone Cops, but it certainly looks like like not a lot of competence, right. It seems that is is there any meeting of the council that doesn't end with like shouting and rah, 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 and people storming out and it, it seems it seems just be the the standard operating procedure that that there's always you know it, it sort of looks like a uh, maybe some sort of dramatization of the UN in the sixties or something like that, that everybody's up and right. shouting in each other's faces and, and right. very contentious. And he doesn't have any control over the, over the body. Nope. Um, you know, he, he snaps at them and, and, you know, delivers a very shouty speech. Right. I uh, thought know, that was pretty ineffective. Yeah. I mean, um, that's, that's poor. We've talked about how we don't think that Sheridan's a good diplomat, but but sort of dressing down and, and sort of berating your uh, 
the body that you're you're supposed to supposed to be presiding over that's that's unprofessional R- right um yeah. and you know the the first sort of the first rule of getting control of a room like that is as they try to go up and they try to escalate up you mm-hmm. go down right right <clears throat> I mean, it's like diplomacy one oh it's basic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even the, the, the scene as it's presented where everybody is is yelling at each other and he just he yells and they all stop. I mean that that struck me as unrealistic to begin with. You know, it's it's he doesn't have the kind of command or 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 presence over them. Right. That they would, that everyone would be like, oh, he's mad now. We ha- we need to, we've clearly screwed up. We need to you know, shush up and listen. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a great opportunity there to give Jakar mm. some, some lines, some tempering. Yeah. Uh, uh, feelings assuaging, balancing kind of work. Right. Um yeah, that would have been that would have been very helpful in that part. And it's it's really a shame because I liked Sheridan's and the council's response to the to the Centauri revelations. Totally. Entirely um, appropriate, totally believable. Yeah. All right, we're going to we're going to uh we're going to do a blockade. We're going to um where are my notes here on this? Uh isolation blockade until you acknowledge and apologize for the attacks reparations yep. okay great fine it's not a it's not that the first response is all right well we're going to go in and we're going to invade and we're going to you know lay waste to centauri prime right. or we're going right. to you know go in and, and initiate regime change uh, right. they are you know they are approaching it with what's a very i think a very 90s attitude and 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 direction oh right be, because of the the sort of bumbling of everything uh turns into turns into straight up war right it, uh, it's it's quite real politique mm-hmm. right it it yeah. has it has clinton era uh diplomacy written all over it right right uh and it's 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 definitely a pre-9-11 world kind of response right. Right. Yeah. Measured, uh, reasoned, uh, proportionate. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave the Centauri an easy, an easy out. Yeah. Right. Well, and not easy for the Centauri because it would it would mean them having to own it and pay reparations. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so all of their own arrogance. Yeah. Yeah. So while we have a, a a breakdown of good diplomacy, um, you know, on on the station, we've also got all the evidence we need of a breakdown in normal order in the Centauri Royal Court. Yeah, that is going to position Londo very poorly. Well, 
yeah, I suppose being thrown into a Centauri dungeon is a is a very poor position. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. At the end of right. the day, yeah. Um, the the leverage that this or the the influence that this one minister seems to have in relaying the regent's power, right? Uh, even to the prime minister, right? Is is kind of it sort of took me back a little bit like well, you know, shouldn't there be some amount of deference to londo's position here right <clears throat> but three points right yeah yeah a few episodes ago i referenced edith bowling galt mrs wilson mm-hmm. yep right someone was going to find their way to the position of being the spokesperson and gatekeeper for mm-hmm. the region who is himself a gatekeeper Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and the fact that this person exists and is a skilled player at Centauri politics, because you'd have to be right, uh, comes as no surprise that he acts in. In complete ignorance of what the Republic needs or in the face of reality Mm -hmm. tells us something about how the court continues to operate. Right. Mm-hmm. Two. It's it's a further sign of how Jakar was right that the forces at work on Centauri Prime are working very deliberately and skillfully outside of observation. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to know what's actually happening. Right. But it's bad. <laughs> yes. Right. And. Uh, you know, last, it's clear, it feels clear to me that everyone knows what's going on except Londo. Um, everyone he interacts with seems to have yeah. knowledge he doesn't have. Now, he's right. a decent political player early on. And so right. this raises the question, his skills should not have deteriorated. Is it his arrogance in holding a position that gets him to think, well, people should just be telling me things. I'm the prime minister. Right. Well, that doesn't appear to yeah. be all that important a role. Uh, no, no. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I, I wonder if it's his... It, it it's his expectation. You know, there's so much on of tradition in as right. we talked about in the Centauri Court. So right. of of course people are going to let me in on what's going on, and they're going to defer to me. I'm the prime minister, right? Uh, which isn't happening, and and no one's filled him in because he's been away and been consorting. I mean, clearly there's something wrong with him if he's bringing Jakar with him. And you know, and deferring so seem, to this Narn right? in some way, yeah, right. Uh, so, so I think that's going to keep him at a distance from from everybody else even more. I I don't know how much when, when you say that you think every everybody knows what's going on. Do you think that everybody's aware of this kind of shadow kin presence, or they just no, no, not that. Yeah, okay. But that the Republic is 
doing all of this piracy. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm not I'm not even sure to the extent that the that this minister you know knows about about that particular piece. Um and frankly I don't know that he cares. It's you know he's as you say he's he's gotten he's moved into the 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 void that uh that existed the power vacuum. Right. And he's manipulated his way into there. And uh you know that's that's what Centauri politics is all about. So it would seem. Mm. Um which kind of which is what we've we've sort of learned yeah. all along yeah right um yeah, but the movement that we see in in londo right during the course of these two episodes particularly in the second one um you know where he he goes from the the denying blustering shouting this can't possibly be true right he's presented with the evidence which starts to make him question right and then you know ends up you know, being thrown into a cell with Jakar. Right. Uh, you know, not only has he, does he come a very long political way, I think, in this episode, but, but the, the, the personal, you know, to, to be even risking that, he doesn't think it's going to happen, but to be offering, you know, if you're going to, I go where he goes. If you're throwing him in jail, you got to throw me in too. That, that personal tie to Jakar that's that's right the fact that that exists at that yeah. level mm-hmm. wow yeah right and you know londo you know up up until that point is precisely the same londo who in midnight on the firing line was slinging a bunch of lies mm-hmm. in front of the babylon 5 council about what the republic had been doing at that point right um it was it was a a classic londo tour de force right how dare all of you people Mm -hmm. accuse us of all of this nonsense right it's far more likely that we're being manipulated and 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 uh uh, uh, being made to look good here scapegoated right yeah um I mean yeah. that's classic Londo. Yeah, and he's been kept out of the the meetings. He sees, you know, he sees Garibaldi and and uh, Franklin kind of like right. talking, and then they kind of look over at him, you know. Which again, you know, go back to Garibaldi being the worst. You're supposed to be a security guy here. You can't keep under right. your hat. Right. That, okay, we're going to be going to war, and you know, hey, you know, Stephen, don't don't stare at him over there. But you see. We're him. Uh, come on, practice right. some basic operational security, Michael Garibaldi. Please, for once in your damn life. Right, right. Uh, yeah, really, the most basic opsec. Yeah. yeah, really, any. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Garib- uh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Please. I was going to say, Londo. You know we. Is definitely not the same, not the same person that we've seen in in at this point that we've seen before. Um, Jakar comments on how he's changed and he's no longer such an angry person. Yes, um, 
but I love that he we still get a little bit of spicy Jakar in these episodes. <laughs> you know, as, when he talks about, uh, uh, well, yeah. I'll have someone to talk to on the, on the flight. That's right. Uh, he hates people talk to him. I know. Yes. <clears throat> perfect. Uh, yeah, perfect. The other perfect uh, Jakar was his saucy sauciness with Lita oh, Alexander. Oh, very saucy. Yes. Yeah. I felt a little uncomfortable. Yeah, 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 that was that was a yeah, that was definitely uh I mean, it wasn't gross. It was clearly played, you know, for those of us who've been in this a long time. Yeah. It was played as a as a coda to that original conversation. Right. That that we, you know, that if you've been if you've been along with us for the ride, right. You you know uh uh uh, you know, you, you you know what this is in reference to, right? All the way uh, back to the gathering. You know, who knew that would ever get a payoff five right. years later? Right, right. Yeah, um, and uh, I loved Lita's little. Well, it doesn't doesn't appear that I have a threshold. Va va voom. So yeah, yeah. Jacar uh, is just sort of like. His slightly, you know, mouth ajar, like, Mm -hmm. (coughs) I don't really, I don't really know what to say now, right? Yeah, he's, he's used to being the, uh, almost, predator probably is, is, you know, has some unpleasant connotations with it that I don't intend, but he's, he's used to being the, the leader of this dance. Right, right. And, you know, I, 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 I like the fact that they were talking about, We've been at this a long time, Lita. Yeah. Right? And they ought to make more of that, mm-hmm. you know, with yeah. the characters who are there, right? Yeah. We, we don't really, I don't think we've had too many scenes of the, of the two of them together. You know, it's really the two of them and Garibaldi. Right. Um, well, I mean, and Delenn, although she's changed so significantly in Londo, you know, or... or Really, who's left from uh, from back in the gathering? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. Lita's got some stuff going on, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how it resolves. We will. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a good place for me to pivot into my favorite corner. You know which corner I'm going <laughs> to? I'm going I, to the IMDb <clears throat> corner. Are you? I am. Okay. Uh, All right. So, I've got a little something I want to add that feels IMDb cornerish. Okay. It's more like let's let's spin the wheel from first okay. season, our first season. But oh, I'll come back yeah. to it. We ought okay, to do okay. some wheel spinning at the end. All right. Well, in Darkness Ascending, go. You know, Lita's going around and trying to, to find people to to take her and her two hundred rogue telepaths. Right. That business know, guy. Vehicles. The business guy. Okay. The I don't know who he is. Guy. Okay, but okay. the business guy. The business guy is portrayed by an actor named Edmund L. Schaff. Schaff. S-H-A-F-F, yeah. Go. Yeah. Name didn't ring a bell for me at all. No. His face, his voice sounded familiar, though. And so I, I of course, hopped onto the IMDb. Of course. Um, He was featured in a little show that we've mentioned maybe once or twice here called Space Above and Beyond. What? He was the chaplain. And if you remember oh from my the episode God. The Angriest Angel. Yeah. 
yeah yeah when uh uh he's talk he's trying to give uh give a prayer and uh, and colonel mcqueen says well you know you'll tell your i don't i don't think your creator really wants to hear from me right now because i'm about to go and blow one of his his uh creations uh, one of his right. children out of the sky and then come back and drink a bottle of whiskey like it was his blood right you know so um, yeah, he was in uh, he was in a handful of episodes uh, wow. of of the show, but yeah, that was he is, was the the chaplain. Amazing, yeah, <clears throat> um, yeah, he's uh, y- you know, sort of one of your classic character actors, right? Right, right. Um, yeah, and he was really good in Space Above and Beyond. You know, the role, yeah. the little bit of business that he had. Yep. Uh, I mean. He's no James Morrison, but then who is? Very true. Right? Oh, yeah. I love James Morrison so much. So good. He's so, so good. Yeah. Um, he was, where was the last time I was, oh, he was in Twin Peaks, wasn't he? Yes, he was. In the revival? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Always I think he was on 24 or one of those programs Yeah, uh, it could as have well. been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I wanted so, to uh, suggest to our listeners... Mm-hmm. That if they are not presently watching Star Trek Picard, oh yes, that they do so, and not uh-huh. because Picard is a—it's a very fine show, mm-hmm. prestige format television to the nines, okay. Mm-hmm. But rather <coughs> because there is a there is a Babylon Five tie-in, yes. Which okay. we did post on the on Indeed. our on the Facebook page a while back, but Indeed. but in if, you, if you if you miss it, yep. Yep. Uh, one of the o. Commodore O, one of the villains, clearly one of the villains mm-hmm. of this, is played by Tamlin Tamita mm-hmm. of the Gathering, Lieutenant Commander Laurel Takashima, who we thought was a dud, as as yep. Laurel yeah. Takashima, right? Yep. Um, but as a villain, oh, I liked I liked this Commodore O a lot, and I liked yeah. her performance a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's a Vulcan. <coughs> well, presumably, nominally. yeah, nominally. she's clearly yeah. a Romulan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you know, masquerading not, as not a Vulcan. To spoil a lot of things for you here, folks, if you haven't seen the show. But, yeah, well, it's episode two. Yeah, it's episode two. There's a. It, we saw from the trailers. There's Romulan stuff going on. But well, yeah, I, I mean, she, and frankly, we're speculating, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, there's no evidence that she's a Romulan. She's got pointy ears, and she's a Vulcan working, betraying yeah. the Federation, even yeah. in this state. I can't mm. imagine it. She's got to be a Romulan plant. Yeah. Um. Oh, she's yeah. good. Yeah, she's 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 good. She's got that icy kind of tone. Oh, yeah. Um. It yeah. it really makes me it makes me wish that we'd seen more of uh of Takashima as 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 the villain that she would eventually have been revealed to be. Right. I mean, to go back to to look at the parallel in DS9, mm-hmm. <clears throat> she's essentially Michael Eddington. Right. Right. And now having seen her enact a villainous role, mm-hmm. like, oh well what an opportunity lost. Yeah. Make yeah. make her a a rogue um, uh, telepathic agent who knows things about Babylon 5, yeah. but who's not a bester ally. 
mm-hmm. you just have her constantly working outside of the established channels, always right. messing with them. Right. And it's not clear, you know, exactly where her alliances are. You know, she's no, she's loyal not... to herself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh yes. <clears throat> that that's an opportunity lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had no idea she had a dinner. I mean, she's had a couple of decades more of, of practice. Right. Of of acting to you know, and and I don't think anybody particularly was on their best in the gathering. So I think the direction and, and the script may have had yeah. uh, an element to play in there as well. Uh, 100%, right? Um, all the things that she was given to say. <clears throat> yeah. Meh, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, folks, if you're not... If you're not watching Picard, and you, yeah. maybe you can't because, you know, it's on CBS, behind the paywall of CBS, but if you get a chance to um, to see Wait. this Commodore O in action. Yeah. Uh, eight episodes? How walk. many episodes do they have, are they doing in this season? No idea. Ten? Uh, eight to ten, something like that. Yeah. So by the time this drops, they'll probably be halfway somewhere near midway through the season. So, yeah. So wait a couple weeks, sign up for a one-week free trial, binge it. Come back and let us know. Yeah, given where or, we are now, it's unlikely that it'll go off the rails to the point where it becomes yeah, unwatchable. It, it won't be a steaming wreck anytime <sighs> soon. Right, right. We can hope. You know, they're not likely to change showrunners three times in the next uh, next eight episodes, like like other Star Trek programs of late. Yeah, right. <clears throat> it, yeah, unlikely. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, definitely, it's got it's got a good vibe. There's there's a lot of good. It's got a, a lot of good talkiness to it, uh, as opposed to focusing primarily on action, which I think is sometimes where Star Trek shows go wrong. Yes, uh, and and so I I'm enjoying it. Two episodes in, yeah, um, it's got it. It has it definitely has my interest, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we come to the end here, mm-hmm. um. Let me make a recommendation of something that has nothing to do with this, but is a good prestige format program on Netflix that you all should watch. Uh, I just finished watching a program called October Faction. Ah, oh, okay. <clears throat> and I, I loved it. I have I, I have it in my queue. Uh, I have not gotten to it yet, but if, if you say it was good, I will check it out. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really, really thought it was... It was... Mm-hmm. A, a, Far better than I'd expected it to be. <coughs> right. Well, it's it's pretty clear that our bodies are being rapidly overtaken. Yeah. Uh, you know, by R- ravaged by the death plague that killed the. Yeah. Uh, who were the people? Whose planet the telepaths should take over? Oh, right, right, right. The God, you're asking me to come up with a name. I don't know. The 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 Mornolians. I don't know what I'll, they're called. I'll but, insert it here. I'll edit. Yeah. I'll edit the name in so I sound more intelligent. Yeah. In the event that this is uh, that this is something far more serious, either Chris or I will be taking applications for a <clears throat> co-host to bring us through to the end. Yeah. To to drag our lifeless corpses over the line. <clears throat> That's and, right. And, yeah. And as we yeah. as we continue to sing blessings to Papa Nurgle. Yeah. App- applications for uh, for replacement hosts. <clears throat> 
yes. uh, will be uh, will 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 be taken in in the fullness of time. All right. Um, so, folks, we're off and running into uh, the second half of this, which will conclude with uh, the fall of Centauri Prime. Excellent. See you next week. Until next time. Bye.